When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. with another episode of the Lakers Fast Break Podcast. It's Joe Glassford. Come right back at you here with Mr. Smiley from Pop Culture Cosmos. Inside Sports Fantasy Football, Game Source, of course. I got to be lively and peppy because everybody seemed to be like, uh, let's just get this game over with. This is going boring. Lakers just put in the cruise control. It's what we expected, wasn't it? When you're playing against the worst team in the NBA, we got exactly what we asked for. Uh, tonight so it is the lakers fast break pop culture cosmos where we cover the latest news and trends in pop culture each and every week twice a week wherever you get your podcast but also as well inside sports fantasy football of course joe sorrow aka brock landers go ahead and check out what he's doing today is oxen t47 at lakersball.com and of course of course you're going to see at 11 o'clock p.m pacific He'll have a nightcap. Hopefully, I will join too. Lakers nightcap with Joe Soro. Also, as well, of course, the Lakerholics. Thank you to Laker Nick for being part of our great simulcast coverage on Playback, YouTube, and Facebook. Thank you so much to Jamie Sweet, a.k.a. Yami Swoot, a.k.a. Admiral Akbar. No trap today for the Lakers, but go ahead and check out what he and Laker Tom, who has returned to Lakerholics.com, have to say. On his five things articles and Laker Tom's articles at Lakerholics.com. Go ahead and make sure you check out Daniel Barry Sports Highlights. Easy dub. Yo. Also as well, Lakers in five, Empire Jeff TV, Lakers Corner. Of course, also as well, Clutch Talk, John McKinley and Channel, all great channels that you need to support. And speaking of supporting great channels, please support us today with a nice like and subscribe. Subscribe today to get the latest notification. We're so close, Joe, to 1,400 subscribers. I remember when we were wee little channel, wee little channel, and had zero subscribers. Because I actually started the channel, so of course I would know. But yes, I remember the days when we had 1,400 subscribers. That's the way I would like it. So go ahead and help us out by subscribing today so we can go ahead and have many more subscribers beyond 1,400. And if you do, it is sincerely appreciated. 
Well, the Lakers came in tonight for the last two games before the All-Star break with the one last home game at the Crypt, facing off against the hapless. And I mean the hapless. If you saw them play tonight, you would say, why would you want to be a Detroit Pistons fan right now? Because they that team has been bad all year. They can't shoot. They don't handle the ball well. They don't do a lot of things well, especially with a lot of their youth, but hopefully they will get a chance to work things out in a few seasons. But not tonight, as they came into the crypt to face off against the Los Angeles Lakers. And after a back-and-forth first quarter, AD and the Lakers turned on the Jets, or turned up the Pistons, per se, when AD provided the defense needed to go ahead and get the Lakers out in transition. Six blocks tonight. And didn't even play the fourth quarter. 20 points, 14 rebounds, six block shots for AD and four assists. LeBron James cruised with 25 points, three of six from outside. D'Angelo Russell, 409 from outside and 21 points. Austin Reeves with 15. Christian Wood with 11. Spencer Dinwiddie in his first showcase as a Laker. Six points, seven assists, four turnovers, one of five from beyond the arc. And the Lakers cruised in the third quarter. Second half really was all about what just what the difference is going to be. And the difference was 14 as the Lakers cruised to an easy 125 to 111 victory. They now head to Salt Lake City to face off and finish off just before the All-Star break against the Utah Jazz. They are now 29 and 26. They are still, I believe, ninth place in a Western Conference and here today to discuss what's going on with the Los Angeles Lakers and their easy victory. A guy who is a great part of our playback.tv slash Lakers Fast Break live television coverage. It is, of course, Joe Sorrow. Joe, great to have you here as I exit out of all the tabs I no longer need from our playback coverage. Uh, Great to have you here. Erwin, thank you for the wow on Facebook. And also, Don, thank you so much for the like on Facebook. Truly great to have you here. Your thoughts, Joe, an easy victory. Deviant Flux, yes. Sweep the leg, Johnny. Sweep the leg. Cobra Kai, indeed. I ask you, my friend, easy victory for tonight. This was not unexpected. This was what was expected. Hopefully, LeBron and AD got just enough rest to go ahead and be somewhat fresh for the game tomorrow night against utah it was nice to see ad not play the fourth uh it seems the more the season goes on the more he asserts himself as the best defensive player in the nba regardless if it's detroit or denver if ad plays like this another 27 games i would say you're probably looking at the defensive player of the year they won't give it to him they're going to give it to him. They have the, they're not going to have They'll give it to Gobert because he's leading. They're not giving the it numbers. to Gobert. No, no, sorry. Okay. There's no way. I'm just telling you what they will do. I, I know I would pick Gobert. AD. They I would pick AD. No, that, that would be a travesty. But, okay. and the, the reason why that's important is because we said at the beginning of the year, if that were the case, the Lakers are in a good position to win, which means, or I should say, in a good position in the playoffs which means good things, right? Uh, Looking at LeBron's situation right now, uh, based off his season average, 
of uh, just under 25 points a game. It looks like he may break 40,000 points within the next six games, which would be... As Gary A. said, stat padding. Uh, stat padding, maybe. He played 31 minutes tonight. That's not a bad number. I, I always look at 29, but 31 essentially is 29. Okay. Tomorrow is going to be an important game. They got to win tomorrow for this to obviously make sense. They win tomorrow. They go a week and change. Uh, feeling pretty good about themselves going into this, to the last 26 games. That's how that needs to be uh, approached. And they also create some distance as well from Utah. Utah, I believe it's still in the 10th spot if I, from the last time I checked. Although I think it might be the Warriors now. They've been on a run, haven't they? Warriors have won five in a row. Dallas has won five in a row. I talked about this with you yesterday because the Lakers are like wedged in between these two sizzling hot teams. So the two hottest teams in the NBA, the Lakers have to play well themselves. Otherwise, uh, there is the thought that the Lakers could find themselves in 10th. And with tonight's victory, they'll probably, looks like they're going to avoid being in 10th place in Western Conference. But still, they need to close the gap with, you know, not worry so much about Golden State below them. They need to worry about Sacramento, who lost tonight, Dallas, New Orleans, and Phoenix. They have, they're three and a half games behind Phoenix and the Western Conference. That's who they should focus on right now, Joe. The focus needs to be themselves. They can't control what's going on with any of these teams. Certain teams are making a run now. It looks like Golden State has overtaken Utah, by the way. They're about a game and a half ahead of Utah. So Utah, still viable, looking like they're starting to tail off because of Golden State. The Lakers can't afford to lose. They're a game behind, I'm sorry, they're a game ahead of Golden State. So they have to make sure that they stay within some kind of distance there. And it's going to be tough to make up four games. The, they're four games behind New Orleans for the sixth spot. Uh, it just ha they, ha they have to win. They have to win three of every four games at this point. Yeah. That's, that's the focus. Every game is going to matter three out of four times a week until the season is over. And that's the most important part. If uh, – if if AD had played a full game, he might have had eight or nine blocks tonight. He was pretty pretty. He was pretty good. Uh, Spencer Dinwiddie had uh, a rough offensive. Out, he had a he, he couldn't shoot basically, which has really been an issue all year for him. He uh, he shot two of six, made one three pointer though. Played thirty one minutes and uh, had seven assists. Can't really gauge Dinwiddie's performance yet, especially with a team like Detroit. Plus, it's his first game, so probably need to get some jitters out of there. We'll have to assess that probably after the All-Star break uh, for the first couple weeks. D'Angelo Russell continues to be on a tear. Was four of nine from three. Uh, every time he shoots, I feel like it's going in. Austin Reeves had a nice, solid game. His uh, plus-minus was the highest in the team with 25 and then Rui Hachimura, again, performing extremely well. Uh, I see this starting lineup being the norm here the rest of the way. I don't believe, unless there's an injury, Darvin Ham is going to go away from it again. This is Raphael from NBADraftJunkies.com. 
and you are listening to the Lakers Fast Break. Check out what's been going on with the Pop Culture Cosmo Show and the PCC Multiverse. I don't feel like that people have done that as much, especially with this international release. You can get it out there right now. I know you can get it out there, but it, it feels like this time last year, people have just been like, oh, you can get you the Here's cell phone version you know? that was taped somewhere where it's like, you know, shell shaky <laughs> has some dude or some family that's walking right in front of you as they're finding their seat with the popcorn already in hand. You oh, know, come on, that, really? yeah, that version is already available. Yeah. But I mean, like with a mono I, sound. There you go. Oh, God. Yeah, that's that's the worst part. You only get sound in the left ear, yep. not the right ear. <laughs> Something like that. You can find that version already if you really want it. That's the Pop Culture Cosmo Show. And the PCC Multiverse. Catch our shows on Worldwide Radio seven days a week and wherever you get your podcasts. Once again, it is the Lakers fast break. It is Joe Soro along with me, Gerald Glassford. Thanks so much for watching this and truly appreciate it. The Lakers win 125 to 111. They're now 29 and 26, still ninth place in the Western Conference. Joe, uh, you know, something that both Jamie, I know Nick, I know other people out there had uh, kind of their worries when they signed Spencer Dinwiddie. We knew we were going to see, we were going to see the three guard lineup once again. Woo! And we did get a little bit of a taste of it, not too much. So it was enough to do any real damage tonight against the Detroit Pistons. My God, they are really a bad team in disarray. Troy Weaver should hand in his resignation like yesterday, but that's another story. When it comes right down to it, an impressive performance by the Lakers, but Ham was playing with it. Ham was testing the waters with Dinwiddie. It looked like he wanted to see what exactly Dinwiddie could do for this team. Dinwiddie is not going to be a good shooter in a three-guard lineup, especially when you have two of the, the two of your players who have been struggling throughout the year and then now are not on the offensive shooting end. The defense is going to be an issue against the elite teams, the elite wings, the elite guards, but that's every team, no matter who you're putting out there. Uh, it's This is where coaching is going to matter. Coaching is... is they, they say that when, when, when you play against someone who's more talented than you, you can outwork that guy and possibly beat them. So in this scenario, the Lakers have to figure out a way to contain the elites. We They can't stop them, but they got to contain them to some degree so that you have a shot at beating them. Uh, the last game against Denver... The Lakers were tied with a minute and change left, and then they went on a 10-0 run. And that's what championship teams do. If you want to get to that level again, you're going to have to make those plays at that time or stop those plays at that time. Otherwise, you're you're going to run into that problem more as the games become more important. The Lakers are doing what they're supposed to do. They're beating the teams they're supposed to beat. They've had some really good wins. New Orleans being a good win after the Denver loss. They were competitive against Denver, so can't really get on them. The only issue, again, is because they've put themselves in a position where they they they're, they should be... They put themselves in a position where... Uh, 
every loss hurts more this late. If they had won five or six more games, the games they should have won earlier earlier in the year, these that particular loss wouldn't hurt as much. But should they win tomorrow, they have a really clean schedule in terms of being able to not exert themselves too much due to travel, due to time zone issues, due to jet lag. And I would like to think if AD is continuing to play like this and LeBron can facilitate and AR can can continue to play as well as he has and obviously D'Angelo Russell at a, staying in his sniper mode, why can't the Lakers win 20 of 26? is going to be the question. If those those players are performing the way they are, they performed very well against Denver and were tied with a minute and change left. They just collapsed at the end, but they lost to the champs. It wasn't like they lost to Houston, like they always do, it seems like, every year when they shouldn't. But we have to play it game by game. We have to watch it game by game and see what – what the psyche will be. Will it get better? Will they falter when it matters? This is something we're going to have to see the last quarter of the of the season. Once again, it is the Lakers fast break. The Lakers do win 125 to 111 over the Detroit Pistons, 29 and 26, their ninth place in the Western Conference. Joe, so when it gets out of all-star break mode and I know you and I are going to discuss this over the all-star break period. We're trying to line up some good guests for everybody so that it keeps you invested, involved in what we're doing here at the Lakers fast break. Uh, you know, the Lakers, like you said, have to gain that momentum, have to get that momentum heading into it, but have to make sure that they go ahead and start to really make a push and a run towards the top end of the play-in, or at least possibly the fifth or sixth seed. Do you see that the Lakers, again, still three and a half games out of fifth place in the Western Conference, do you see them with an outside shot of getting into that fifth, sixth seed before the uh, they, they have to They have to go They have to go 50 and, tw- and 32 is my, my assessment on that. Okay. So, so fifth they, place, you say, is 50 wins. They got to win 50. And 50 may even mean the six seed. Five or six. Five or six would be would be it. And and uh, who they play in the first round, I had mentioned that if they had gotten a fifth seed and then they ended up playing a fourth seed, that's the Clippers, right? Because right now the Clippers are tied uh, for the three, or I should say they're... They still have the best odds of winning the, the uh, Western Conference, by the way. Uh, if 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 that's the case, that means maybe it might be better if they are a six seed, because then they would play, let's say, either Minnesota, Oklahoma City, or Denver, which Denver in the first round would be not good. Although maybe it might be good. It may mm-hmm. be. It may be good. Maybe because they wouldn't be as tired in the first round versus later. Great question, I, Alan. I'll ask that in a sec to Joe. I don't think. I don't think. I actually don't think that would be a good start for the Lakers. I don't think they make okay. it out of the first round if they play Denver. It's it's going to be an interesting end to this. The West is the class of the NBA. They've been the class of the NBA for 25 years. 
and I don't see it changing anytime soon. So matchups, I, I think the Lakers match up very well with Oklahoma City. I think they match up well with Minnesota, especially with Gobert in the playoffs. He usually struggles in the playoffs. Uh, Clippers are the Clippers. You can always count on them not pulling through when it matters. So they're 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 beatable. The Denver Nuggets are the ones that they need to avoid in the first round. If they play them in the second round, it's still a problem, uh, which means they probably would need someone to knock off Denver, which I don't know if necessarily if I see them. If I had to pick right now, I believe Denver will end up getting the first seed. I believe they'll go on a run and they'll end up getting the first seed. And uh, it'll be Minnesota, Oklahoma City, or, or the Clippers that are going to get the two, three, or four spot. So you don't see them doing because right now they're pretty much in a malaise. Right now they pretty much did the same thing last time or last season. They went into malaise last month and half the season, and we all saw what happened there. So you think they'll actually snap out of it beforehand this time around because they value having the home court advantage over everybody else in the Western Conference. They can they can probably turn it on and say, look, we need to win the next five games. And they go on a five-game winning streak. They end up popping up to the one. And then there you go. They're two, they're two games behind. That's that's really nothing. If they end up facing Minnesota, they can catch up pretty quick or Oklahoma City. The Clippers, I would say if they're if it's not gonna be Denver, we you could see the Clippers take one and then the, then Denver taking number two. And that's that's not giving Minnesota enough credit. They've been pretty much sitting at the one spot all year. Mm-hmm. I just, I'm not sold on, I'm just not ever really going to be sold on Carl Anthony Towns and Rudy Gobert. And they're, they've played well this year. But Rudy Gobert has gotten through the muck a little bit from the trade. And a lot of, lot of fans looked at that trade as a, as a, as a problem for, for the Timberwolves. And I, I had to say before, no one is going to Minnesota, folks. Anthony Edwards was drafted. Carl Anthony Towns was drafted. Rudy Gobert was a player that they had to overpay to get because no one is going to Minnesota. And I never faulted them for that. It didn't work out the first year, but right now it's looking like it's working pretty well. So they could stay the whole way, but I just, I'd have to see it at this point. I'm still going to pick Denver winning, uh, winning and in, in, in a, in a method to get them the number one before the end of the year. Once again, it is the Lakers fast break. It is Joe Sora along with me, Joe Glassford. Thanks again for watching and listening. Lakers win 125 to 111. Sharky, you're mad because Dylan Windler didn't play? They won by 14. They cruised the entire game. Which reminds me, Joe, that second quarter was the real reason. Again, second game in a row, the Lakers really made a statement in that second quarter to make that push AD with the defensive plays. My God, is that one of the biggest defensive plays of the year, that three-on-one that he single-handedly stopped? That, to me, I think might be up there with the best blocks of the NBA this year, Joe. Not only one, but two. He did two. Yes. And but that three on one was amazing. It was. It was. That last one was probably the best one. And the 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 Anthony Davis. 
the superlatives. How do you, how do you say support superlatives? Superlatives. Superlatives. That's my English is a second language sometimes kicking in. Uh, there's there's not enough. It's beautiful to see that he has put together a season that he should be able to put together. He's should be a starter, by the way, in the All-Star game. I don't know what happened there. Uh, and he deserved to he deserves to be awarded what he is in, in in common sense terms the best defensive player in the league. There is no one that can play defense like him. Rudy Gobert might get rebounds and blocks, but AD can guard guards. He can block weak side, strong side, middle side, three on one, two on one, one on one. It doesn't matter. He is a great. Swiss Army knife. There's a lot of Swiss Army knives in sports. Guys that are utility guys. AD is a great utility machine. And the fact that he has been available, I was very, very happy that he was able to sit the fourth quarter tonight and not have to worry about losing the lead. I thought that was a good move by Darvin Ham to sit him in the fourth and force the team to to uh, to win this out. LeBron was there half the quarter, which is fine. He only played 31 minutes, uh, and the rest was you know taken care of by the role players. the The Anthony Davis that we've been wanting here since 2020, and now he's here. Knock on wood, no no injuries come about, and there's always a chance. There's always a chance that. You're going to be in the game as long as that guy is on the floor doing what Anthony Davis does. I'm, I'm very happy. I'm a big fan of Anthony Davis, regardless of the Lakers. I just think his game translates very well. It's not an accident that he's won at every level. His game translates to wins. Uh, and it was a little rough the first three months because there was absolutely no shooting and the Lakers start shooting and they start winning. You still need shooting in this league. And, uh, but Anthony Davis has allowed the Lakers to have a, a strong anchor. And the fact that they've been shooting better has, has helped the team perform better, even though there's still deficiencies with defense. It's a, it's a lot. It's a lot to it's a lot to kind of take in. It's something you have to watch every game and analyze and understand and why and what. A lot of things didn't make sense for the first three months. It just didn't make sense. How is it that Anthony Davis and LeBron James haven't had any major injuries yet? They're they're five hundred. Uh, why isn't D'Lo playing well? Why is Austin not playing well? These guys should be at this. D'Angelo should be in his prime right now, right? And he has shown up the last month. As a as a number two pick in 2015, he is playing like an all star right now. Austin Reeves is playing like the perfect six man. It's just unfortunate that we we have to start him, and I say unfortunate because I believe he could be a perennial six man on on a championship team. Uh, Rui is making it a little easier too. Uh, he's performing really well after the bad game he had in Denver. The guys that you paid. The guys that you signed this summer are performing, and it's not an accident that they are now winning a little bit more.
Once again, it's the Lakers defeating the Detroit Pistons, one twenty-five to one eleven. Joe, three days off. Uh, it uh, just you could see the bounce in their step. You could see it. The transition. Uh, I thought it was really good. Uh, they were they were in that first two quarters really playing well on defense for the most part. Yeah, LeBron wasn't hustling back to transition defense. I get that, but for the most part, they obviously with the number of blocks that the Lakers had. Today, 11 overall, I feel that they were hustling on uh, on the defensive end in that first half. The one thing I do want to point out is for the second straight game, Joe, they've shot really well. And you asked me, or didn't ask me particularly, but you wanted me to, to catch up on what they were doing three-point-wise for the season. They're now right where we were hoping they would be in the middle of the pack. They're now 16th in three-point shooting. They are no longer the joke and the afterthought they once were. 50% overall, 40% from three, 83% from the line. That's going to get it done more times than not, Joe. It's a shot-making league. You should be able to make your shots when you have AD and LeBron distracting the other team. That's... That's what you're paid to do. The Lakers committed to Rui, Austin, and D'Angelo to be the three guys that allow LeBron and AD to not have to take the brunt of everything, which is exactly what happened the first three months of the year, minus the tournament games. So as we say all this good news, my friend, and you know LeBron playing today against the worst team in the NBA – just announced, and thank you, Alan. I'm going to give you the credit on it. Thank you, Alan, for bringing it to my attention. He just noted to Mike Trudell that he's decided he will not play in Utah tomorrow on the second night of a back-to-back. I guess we should, have, we should have seen that coming. Should have. Because he was playing LeBron in the fourth. I, I didn't I didn't even correlate the two. Stat padding, as Gary Ace would say. Uh, I, I don't uh, – whatever. Uh Lakers are gonna need to harness what they did in Boston except you will have AD in there and go to Utah and win this thing it would be nice it would be nice if they can win tomorrow without LeBron then it's not a big deal but if they lose if they lose in a bad way it's not going to look good. Yeah, it's not. Considering you're going to have a week and a half off. Why would you sit him now? Oh, we've got to worry about the All-Star game. Who cares about the All-Star game? It's about the Lakers season. The Lakers are ninth place, Joe. I just... You know, Darren, stat padding doesn't matter anymore, folks. LeBron can score 50,000 points, get 20,000 rebounds, and 20,000 assists. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. No one cares about stats in the NBA. This is not baseball. Baseball cares about stats. LeBron is only going to be judged by championships even this late in his career. If he doesn't win this year, he doesn't win next year, if he decides to play two more years, doesn't win then or after that, it doesn't matter. As of right now, LeBron is a the, is the is the best player of his era. 
and some will argue he's the best ever, but the, the, the consensus from those in the know and those in the know are the people that actually watched basketball for more than 15 to 10 years. Those who have been around for 30, 40, and 50 years, those, those particular viewers are going to know what the hierarchy is. And LeBron isn't going to be in the first spot. Statistically, yes. Longevity, yes. But just like the scoring title, it's not based off of how many points you win or you get, I should say, at the end of the year. It's based off average. It's based off the average. That's the important part. And LeBron, the more he plays, and if he doesn't win, that percentage really starts to go down. So let's say LeBron plays 24 years. Let's say he plays three more years. If he only ends up with four championships, that's one-sixth of, 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 of his career winning championships. That doesn't, that doesn't correlate. It doesn't correlate percentage-wise. So you don't seem very mad or irritated when I told you the news that LeBron will not be playing tomorrow night in Utah. You just Why? don't seem upset about it. It's like like it's, you've gotten upset about this before, but you got upset about it so much. It just feels like you you just get you get numb to this as far as the wise or lack thereof decision making that's done. Why not sit him down against the worst team in the NBA when you need to play tomorrow night against a team you're only in front of two and a half games ahead and who's a who's a seven a team that's 17 and 8 in their own home winning will determine the emotion if you don't win the emotion gets negative if you're going to beat boston without ad and lebron in boston and against boston your tune tends to change a little bit and you've been competitive since you beat new york in new york it's changing a little bit and you can't sit here and be belligerent for no reason. I don't yell without purpose. That that goes for anything outside my life, too. It's not just sports. The emotion is still controlled. I'm angry when I'm angry because there's a cause and effect. It's not because I had a bad day or I feel like I need to come in here and spit off some emotion because I'm having some weird thing going on no 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 i unfortunately for the folk for the people out there you're not going to get a lot of rants if things are going well you might get a rant if we're talking about a particular player like a draymond green or a ben simmons within the discussion sure but i it, it doesn't have any it doesn't have any validity if i rant for no reason then it becomes hyperbole then I become a weird version of Joe Rogan. I don't want to be a Joe Rogan. There has to be purpose in the discussion. And the longer we watch this right now, the more we're seeing things that we've been wanting to see. That makes me happy. But there's still something lingering there. And that's the guy that walks back and forth or stands there at the sidelines 
how is he going to determine the the ending here for this team? And will LeBron finally stop complaining when he doesn't get a call when it when the playoffs start? Because that is something in terms of what needs to stop like yesterday. LeBron needs to stop not running back on defense. And someone needs to tell him. Maybe AD needs to tell him. Hey, stop whining. Get your ass back here. I know what? I would if I was AD. It's just discouraging, man. It's just discouraging to see the lack of foresight. You're playing against tonight the worst team in the NBA. That's a you good can't... one, Xbox. That's a good one. <laughs> um, Alan asks, I want to make sure I got this question in here. Is the West better this year than last year? I thought oh, that was yeah. a good question. Oh, yeah. Oh, yes. But that was but, a great yeah. question. Oh, yeah. Yes, it is. Absolutely. <laughs> yes. <laughs> because if, if Luca. The thing with Luca, when he's not, I, I've noticed he's not whining as much this year. Still whining, but not as much as last year. And he's still in that youthful area where he can still eat and play like a like a stud. <laughs> Luca could drown you in a series. He did it already to Phoenix. That's the scary part about him. He could drown you. So that means if the Lakers get an eight seed and Denver gets, I'm sorry, and uh, let's say Dallas plays, let's say the Dallas Mavericks play the Lakers in in a play-in. That's a dangerous game. He's more dangerous than Steph. He's more dangerous than Steph right now because Steph doesn't really have the mid-range threat anymore. He doesn't really use it enough. That's likely because he can't draw in enough people anymore so that he can kick it to Clay. Heck, even Draymond Green, in some cases. Uh, Wiggins isn't reliable. So it's very scary that the Lakers, if they're in a bad seed, let's say they stay at nine and they end up playing Dallas in the play-in. That's a scary game. They lose that. They're not getting out of that playing. It's it's not good. It's not good. The Lakers should have been in a five or six seed at this point. They should have. Might have. Might, maybe even better. Honestly, there's this five or six games they lost. You can. I know that. I know you can say that about any of these teams, but it's 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 not. It's not because you, you, when you look at the standings with the top four teams, they they are probably right where they should be. They probably are where they should be. You know, 38 and 16 is a good record for Minnesota. Oklahoma City is a young team. 37 and 17 is a good, is a very good record. Denver, 36 and 18, maybe you can say they should have won three or four games. But they're not going to be debilitated by that because they're only two games away from getting a one seed. All they got to do is just say, look, we got to play a really good couple weeks and we can get back into the first seed. The Lakers, by not winning, let's say, five games, that – that that would have put him at the five spot. That would have put him in the five spot right now. They'd be a little bit. It would be a little bit easier for them to finish the season off without. Having they'd to be in the outside them. discussion to win the Western Conference. Uh, they'd still be three games back. They'd be four. four. They would be at four games back. Yeah, I think the top four thing. Just get that out of your head. That the Lakers would not have unless they won ten more games. That 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 whole. 
scenario doesn't make sense. It's the five games that they lost, I would say. It's probably six or seven, to be honest. But five legit games that they've lost. Like that Atlanta game was a really bad loss. Uh, the loss to San Antonio. You know, those games are just like, really? And and they, getting into the playoffs, getting into the playoffs, not play in was supposed to be the goal this year at the very least, but they're not. They're not there right now. They're going to have to climb up tight here the next 27 games. Once again, it is the Lakers fast break. It is Joe Soro along with me, Charles Gosford. Thanks so much for watching and listening. It is truly appreciated. Please like and subscribe to get the latest notifications on when you can get the next Lakers fast break. The Lakers do win 125-111. to 111. So, Joe, before, you you know, I guess there's a half hour left before they have a nightcap with Joe Soro. Want to go ahead and focus in on tomorrow's game against Utah without LeBron. They've already been confirmed that no LeBron tomorrow. He has announced himself out. So, uh, with that said, we will not have LeBron. It will be LeBronless tomorrow night in Salt Lake City. I mean, We've seen this scenario before, Joe. The Lakers, they go in there. They seem shorthanded. They are shorthanded. And you just think that these are games, like you say, that they could, if they just had all their their players there, could get the job done and get those four or five wins you're actually asking about. If you weren't going to play LeBron tomorrow, why didn't you just not let him play today? Exactly. That's what I said you earlier. win the game tonight with, with AD playing... 38 minutes. You should be able to beat the worst team so in the NBA. Who's making this call? Yeah. Who's really making this call? Is it Dar- it has to be Darvin Ham. Are you sure? So why is everything ass backwards with this guy? You sure it isn't LeBron making the call on this? If he is, then he's a Yeah. Yeah. He's not very He's supposed to be a, a, a savant a basketball savant, I'd like to think that if you're going to sit one of these games, you sit at home for Detroit. If the Lakers can't beat Detroit without LeBron, then this whole thing is moot. It's a moot point. We need you in Utah, especially considering it could greatly enhance your chances of, of, of going into a break that you will that you need. With some momentum. With some momentum, because the first week's going to be tough. You're going to be playing Phoenix. You're going to be playing the Clippers. It's it's important. You're just but throwing away opportunities. I I, I have a hard time. I mean, I how does that conversation go? Does did he get into the locker room and go, "Hey, Darvin, I'm not playing tomorrow"? Is that how it went? Very. You got, you got players. You got players, and LeBron has a little bit of leeway here. I get it. He's 39, got a lot of mileage. But it's not that. It's why the Utah game. Why not tonight? Because if you lose to Utah tomorrow because you're not there, you just pissed away the De- Detroit win. The Detroit win is nothing. When strategy-wise, this was the game to miss, you had a higher probability of winning this game at home after three days off. Oh, maybe they are right. Maybe they are right. Who's they, you might be asking? Well, 
people in our chat. Stat padding? It's a lot easier to stat pad against Detroit at home, comfortably after a three-day break. So I don't want to veer the discussion off, but the, the reality of this, and I like to use the word reality because I really believe too many people live in fantasy. So the reality is going to be drilled as much as I have a chance to speak it. LeBron is about one thing and one thing only at the end of the day. And that's the dude that he looks at in the mirror every morning. That guy that he stares at, that's who he's in love with. It's not the Lakers. It's not the Cavs. It's not the Heat. It's not the NBA. It's the guy that reflects back in the morning when he looks at that mirror. So when you have someone that's that infatuated with that reflection, these are the, these anything's possible. So that whole discussion about why doesn't he run back on defense when he's been he's been hurt by a foul that wasn't called. That's not about team. That's not about doing the right thing. That's I'm LeBron James. You're supposed to call a foul on that. I'm gonna pout. Just disappointing. It's just absolutely disappointing the foresight that this team has, whether it was a LeBron decision, whether it was a Darvin Ham, whether it was a, a Rob Palenka, whoever's decision it was made, how it just tells me that the lack of confidence in this team, if you cannot beat the Detroit Pistons without LeBron James, Joe, it just the Mamba mentality, Mamba mentality, Mamba forever, baby, Mamba forever. We have made things easy in society, folks. People make millions of dollars showing their ass on social media. And I'm talking many people. It's much easier now. Before, people had to go places and meet people and arrange a time. Now, all people have to do is get a computer, get some lotion, and pay for some something on, on that screen to say something. <laughs> Okay. So what do you think that breeds? You think that breeds hard work? You think that breeds unity? You're skating that line, I just tell you. Uh, You're just skating that line. Does uh, that build unity? No, that builds selfishness. That builds me. That builds shallowness. I'm not trying to teach people how to live their life. You want to do that? This is America. You can do whatever you want. However, this is the result of those things. I just used another example. You pay these guys $50 million a year. Magic made a million dollars a year. A million. He saved the NBA. Larry Bird saved the NBA. Michael Jordan took the NBA and made it a world game. They took the baton from them and made it a world game. Not Michael Jordan made, I think, one tenth of what these guys have made in the NBA. Granted, it's the times and inflation. I get it. But that's my point, is these guys played for less, less media coverage, less facilities that can turn you into whatever you want, health-wise, massage-wise, Learjets. All that stuff was lessened then. And And now they're still complaining about doing things. I believe you, Intel. I believe you. But 
I don't know if there's another way to explain it, Gerald. I don't know any other way to explain it other than it just boggles my mind sometimes the it, the just the dumb decisions that they it's, make. It's 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 the same discussion that goes on almost every day with someone. Someone tells you this person does this, this person is this, this person is that. And I'm sitting there, I'm like, how? How do you how do you, how does that make any sense? This guy knows what he's doing. No, he doesn't. He doesn't know what he's doing. Where's the results? Well, he 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 made a lot of money in real estate in 2005. Yeah, well, what happened in 2008? Oh, he he went bankrupt. Oh, really? Why? I thought he was smart in 05. So LeBron and the Russell Westbrooks, this all really spouted from the Russell Westbrook thing with all these dumbass freaking ex-players or whatever moron they put on those national sports shows. This is a MVP, triple-double player, blah, blah, blah. I'm like, this is 2022, 23, 24. I don't give a damn about 2015. Will Chamberlain was arguably the greatest player of all time. He's gone. Now what? You're going to get him out of the coffin because he was the greatest? Because he scored 50 points, 100 points, whatever? Get with the program, folks. I'm talking about now. Right now. If you're good enough to get paid $50 million a year and you're good enough to be 25, 6, and 6, you're going to get the same treatment a 24-year-old gets. Why aren't you playing smart with this game thing? Why? Well, I'm giving you an assessment here, an educated guess of LeBron's mindset. LeBron cares about LeBron. One, two, and three. LeBron cares about things like his family, his friends probably, but it's based off of LeBron letting everyone know that LeBron cares about those things. Does that make sense? Did you understand what I meant by that? He, it's the, it's the, net, the constant need of validation. This is a human problem. It's a lot of reasons why there's wars and conflict because this constant need for validation. The problem with LeBron is, it's mind-boggling to me that a man that has, is built like a god, who performs like a god, who's got athleticism like a god, needs still validation after all this time. You look at somebody like Michael Jordan. I'm not using Michael Jordan in the basketball sense. Whenever somebody denigrates him, and I've been seeing a lot more of that lately, right? People are trying to that – that's what society does now. They go back. John Wayne, he took a, a piss in some uh, – field and, and it, there was like things there that mattered and now they're they're, they're trying to crucify him. like that's the kind of world we live in now people who are not even here anymore they're like oh look what this guy did and look what that did well look one of the great lines in the, in the last dance now that i brought it up is if you don't like how i am maybe you shouldn't follow me maybe maybe i'm not the guy for you what a perfect answer right i'm what how are you gonna please everyone right how are you gonna please everyone you can't, you know, outside stuff where we would like to be 
you know, because we're, we're giving our, our money to our TVs subscriptions and we're watching, how about, how about you earn, how about you, you know, the $50 million that you get paid because of us watching and paying for those cable bills and satellite bills. How about you, uh, at least try and maybe play the games that matter instead of trying to pad your stats against Detroit, knowing the, the pressure isn't as hard with that team. Just saying. We're signaling the ref for a quick timeout, but we'll be back with more of the Lakers Fast Break Podcast. Hey, Lakers fans. Looking for the best place to go for up-to-date news, information, original videos, articles, podcasts, opinion pieces, and discussions about the Los Angeles Lakers? Well, look no further than Lakerholics.com. With a legion of followers always there talking about everything Lakers and the NBA, there's no better place to go to share your fandom as the team heads toward another championship run. So stop by and be part of the conversation today at Lakerholics.com. Jovan Buha doesn't make this any better by showing us the fact that and saying on Twitter that he was dancing and singing with Glorilla after the game. Uh, as far as shaking hands in a great mood. And this is the same guy who's not going to be playing on the second game of back-to-back. It just absolutely is mind-boggling. Sit out the all-star game. I don't care if you play that game. I don't care if you just meander through it. I absolutely don't care. I care if you don't play in Utah. That's what bothers me, Joe. That's what makes me upset. Joe, by the way, Intel Wild says he's getting you drunk on Friday. Next time we have a game on a Friday or Saturday. So just be warned, be warned. But I do want to mention again that LeBron is sitting out tomorrow. It just, I understand he's 39, but just the foresight, whoever it is that planned, say, you know what, LeBron, it's a great idea if you play in Detroit, against Detroit, the worst team in the NBA, and forget about a team that's 17 and eight at home the next night. Just absolutely just mind-boggling stupid about whoever said okay to that plan we've enabled it some, i guess we have some worse than others yeah no they brought in ali clifton who i'm a big fan of but that's more of from the eye candy standpoint but she's a good broadcaster too i'm not downgrading that they brought her from cleveland so that they have a buffer there that will kiss his ass trudell he has a the spine of a of a of a broken tree branch. He doesn't. He's a puppet, so you're not going to really get anything out of that. James Worthy is a guy that's been doing this so long. Uh, all, he, all all I can think of is that scene in The Last Action Hero when Arnold plays the tape to his ex wife, and it's the same response. That's what we get out of James Worthy. Uh, Robert Ori, Ron Artest. Geeter, all these guys—they're not going to talk bad about these guys. They're—they're—they're—they're they're, they're, they're all in that circle. But what's worse for us is we come off as hypocrites in the end. We complain about this stuff, but we don't do anything about it. We keep watching, and we keep talking about it. So we're in this, and it, a lot of it is—is is our fault. It's okay. just a different era. We've enabled it. We've enabled it because the smart thing would be to look. If you're not going to play, if you're not going to be dedicated, if you're not going to and, and dedicated is 
everybody has their description of dedicated. He, he could come back with an argument going, what are you talking about, man? I've been in this league for 21 years and I work hard on the off season. I'm never injured, you know, and blah, 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 blah. I'm like, yeah, yeah, you're right. You're right. You're right. You're right. Yeah. But, but your team is three games over 500 in February. Okay. I think it's a hernia issue, a hernia issue with Stu Lance uh, from what I'm seeing on Twitter. That's uh, not been validated, but it looks like it's uh, hernia is what being is being. And, and Darren Lance. mentions Giannis. Folks, playing sports is hard. And Milwaukee, and we saw the cracks starting this summer with Giannis. They try to do it to Patrick Mahomes this year. They try to turn him into a villain because people don't like winners. They don't like you winning too much. They get jealous. And then they see people around that person and then they'll start to nitpick because they're jealous. Oh, what they what are they doing? What's he doing? Where are they going? Oh, he complained. What are you know what? One time, I see one time Patrick Mahomes complains. I see Giannis complain one time. All of a sudden now it's like, oh, look at this entitled athlete. Oh, look at this and look at that. I'm like, do you guys have any clue how, you know, how this works? Sometimes I think sometimes you're not. You're just, you put everybody in the same position. Milwaukee's starting to get dry because Milwaukee should have won at least two championships in the last four seasons. Possibly three with the team they had. But they didn't. So the pressure of that keeps building. And then management goes and gets Dame Lillard. Then management fires Adrian Griffin. And they go get Doc Rivers. And it's still not working. And at some point, who are they going to look at as a problem? Now, is that good? Is that bad? Is he a villain? No. It's hard. <laughs> Mentally, it's hard to be about it year in and year out, all day, every day. So for the Lakers, they feel comfortable enough to where they can punt, possibly punt another game. How many games can they punt, Joe? They That's better the win question. tomorrow. They better win tomorrow. Uh, tomorrow is rant worthy if they don't win tomorrow. If they win tomorrow. You'll get your rant. It, it was a good decision. But you better win tomorrow. Yeah. Results is all is all it takes. When someone sits, when 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 I've sat with people and I've talked to them about what needs to get done, my it's the same response. What can you do to create results? What is this particular thing supposed to do? This particular business is supposed to make money. This needs to make money. This needs to get projects. Can you do this? If you do this, you're going to make money. I will make sure of it. You will make money. Can you do it, though? I don't care if you're at home sitting on the can making it happen. I don't care. Make it happen. I don't need you to come to the office. I don't need you to kiss my ass. I don't need you to call me a boss. I don't care about titles. I don't care about any of that garbage. Can you produce results? Same thing in sports, if not more, because this is about winning and losing. It's a unique business of sports. Yeah, you're supposed to make money, make it viable, but winning and losing is really the main priority, especially to an audience. So 
Do you want to sit down tomorrow, LeBron? You better have your team. It's still your team. But have your team ready tomorrow so that they win. If they win, then I'll sit back and go, all right, you made a good decision. They made a good decision sitting AD and LeBron for the Boston game because the results is what we wanted. And they got it. Make sure the results are there. I'm going to go back to Patrick Mahomes. How many times did I hear? Oh, he doesn't have any receivers this year. He's breaking down. Blah, 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 blah. Kept telling everybody. Deviant, I looked up a couple. They're right also between two and a half to four and a half for Utah as a favorite tomorrow, but I don't think they've been updated as of yet to consider LeBron James not being in the lineup tomorrow. So I expect it to be somewhere around seven or eight by the time all is said and done. But Eduardo said, what's the record with Prince on the bench and not starting? It's actually pretty good. Pretty good. Yeah. Torian I mean, Prince. only lost to Denver. Yeah. So would you put in Prince as your starter or would you put in yeah. Dinwiddie as your no, starter? Prince. Prince? I, I think Dinwiddie's going to need a minute to get his, himself together here, but – he he wasn't playing well in Brooklyn, folks. He did didn't do, shoot well tonight. He he didn't shoot well, and it wasn't good at all. He he didn't look good tonight. Other than, but he did he 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 recognized that right, and he was able to distribute the ball in a, in a, in a team oriented manner. So we could we could give him props on that. Okay, but just ask you know it, it's just not. I I hope. Those out there who watch games like we do understand that this is not this is a this is a cheap item. This is when you walk into Target and it's that bin in the in the front. You walk around in it, hoping you find something that you might need just because it's a dollar. That's what that's what Dinwiddie is. He's he's that guy. You didn't get him in a trade. You didn't. You didn't get you didn't get him as a free agent. You got it out of the clearance bin for a dollar. I'm really not trying to downgrade Dinwiddie. I'm not, but that's that's no, eight eight oh five is uh <laughs> that's funny. Eight oh five is like just don't start Torian Prince. Please don't start. I mean someone else, guys. Yeah, we are gonna see the three guard lineups a little bit more. You are going to see Dinwiddie out there with our two guards a little bit, a little bit more, whether you like it or not. So we will put that theory to the test. I know Zangerstein said she will have more to say tomorrow night, and I'm sure everyone out there is will as well. Once again, it is the Lakers fast break. The Lakers do win 125 to 111. Joe will be having a nightcap with you in less than 10 minutes here. So with that said, how big is Utah? Uh, well, with Kessler, uh, Markinen, uh, they they got a they got a decent sized front line. They no longer have Orlinic, but you got John Collins as well. So they've got some uh, they've got some size. Wings they have an issue with, but uh, yeah, size they do. They're, they're they're okay. They're not too bad along the front line. A uh, Kem Radish come back soon. He will not be back until the All Star break. Same thing uh, with uh, Max Christie. Uh, but Vando and Gabe Vincent are a little farther off. Let's just uh, be honest with that. So we'll see how long it's going to take them to get back in lineup. Or if in the case of Vando, 
gone the entire season. Maybe even Vincent as well. We'll see. There is the possibility, Joe, before we head on out, that they could shut down Gabe Vincent and Jared Vanderbilt. No. You've been saying it. You've been saying it, that there's the possibility. I don't believe it. I don't believe myself. Okay. I was lying. Okay. They're They're going to say you're going to contribute tomorrow. Okay. Tomorrow? They're coming back tomorrow. Yeah, I'm I'm going on a limb. Okay, that's a that's a yeah that that's that's yeah. that's like going out on limb, all right. Yeah. <laughs> Eight oh five, great to have you here as always. Sharky, Deviant Flux, Intel, Allen, of course, great job. Thank you for the heads up on LeBron, Darren. Truly great to have you here, Intel. Always appreciate the super chats, but yeah, uh, Joe, uh, getting the feels. Uh, what you got planned for tonight's Lakers nightcap before we head on out? That's a good question. Oh my God! Uh, we have, Just a, we have an hour of dead air. Well, I'm sure I'll throw in some some Super Bowl talk. Uh, I'll have a nightcap. Okay. And too early talk, talk a to Dodgers? about the game as well, and and hopefully uh, get a good idea on how how this matchup tomorrow is going to be. I'd say probably talk a little bit about tomorrow okay. and, and this news that has come in that that LeBron isn't going to be available. I could tell you about Sin Blades, sure. Uh, <laughs> I've been doing a lot of that here since the rain stopped. Thank God. An hour on synthetic turf. Uh, you know, the, the thing with turf is it's, it's a terribly marketed product. And as the resources continue to build, I have a plan to, to really, really put it in a, in a, in a, in a clear, clear ball. Okay. A lot of misconceptions of turf because most most companies just don't care about they just want to make money, right? But the, the, the funny thing about that is if you actually teach people certain things about why this is a solution, it, it actually ends up being a better product. So some of the things that we've been doing is we're getting things tested with the EPA uh, and we're going to be sitting in front of an HOA. There's going to be possible government contracts that are going to be involved on why this is still a viable product. Because as soon as somebody says plastic, right away, all the tree huggers start thinking, oh, my God, what about my tofu and my stuff? Right. Was that good? Did I do that right? All that good stuff. Right. The same people who are eating avocado ice cream and avocado uh, milkshakes. Uh those ones seem to turn a blind eye on how avocados are available. And I'll leave it at that. So the most important part of the product is time. I sell it on time because we don't have a lot of it. Everything else is bull time. When you can give someone more time, that's the greatest selling point ever sell people will pay for time you knew joe had to go ahead and drop an s-bomb when it comes to talking it was about so perfect for that line too stop Just wasting my mother effing time that's Just one of it. my slogans but that's telling my you know telling myself that a man who curses when talking about synthetic turf only joe but once again, it is the Lakers fast break. It is Joe Sorrell along with me, Gerald Glassford. Thanks again, truly, for watching and listening. Please 
Help us out. Subscribe today to get the latest notifications on when we go live on the air with the latest Sacred Fast Break podcast. Joe, do you think we've gone and over the 1,400 mark in subscribers? I will look right now. Yes or no? Uh, no. No, we have not yet done it. 1,398. You are right. If you've not yet subscribed, please get us over the 1,400 mark. We're almost there. 1,398 subscribers. Getting close to the magic 1,500 mark. Definitely, truly. And uh, and cannot thank you enough, and truly appreciate it. just you just out there, awesome, best Lakers chat room that's out there. Great, Joe's getting the feels. Always yeah, I'm in the feels. Guys. I'm getting prepared here in the next four minutes. So with mm-hmm. that, I'm gonna go get my nightcap, and okay. I will see you all in about three and a half minutes. Yes. So stay tuned to the Lakers Fast Break YouTube channel. We're going to go ahead and transition over. I will stay with you for the last three minutes of the show before he pops on. It is the Lakers fast break. The Lakers do win 125 to 111. Don't forget our lineup tomorrow. The Lakers game, I believe, is 630, if I'm not mistaken. I'm going to go ahead and make sure and confirm it for everybody right here. They will be on live tomorrow. And the last game before the All-Star break, it is going to end up being at 6 p.m. 6 p.m. I will be on a little bit beforehand, uh, around 5.30, 5.45 with the pregame. And then, of course, playback.tv slash break. We will go ahead and bring you the wonderful simulcast. You had great conversations on both YouTube and also as well on playback. Facebook watchers, go ahead and let us know. Truly join us there, or you can. You also can jump on playback.tv slash break. Kenneth, thank you enough. A rough artist. Alan was terrific. Aussie was terrific. Cool Bro was on there as well. So yeah, definitely join the whole gang. Playback or on YouTube. Tyrone, Xbox, we're on uh, the YouTube channel. So cannot thank you enough for doing so. Again, the Lakers do win 125 to 111. Another outstanding defensive gem put on by Anthony Davis. Uh, definitely a uh, think that uh, he should be in consideration, strong consideration for the Defensive Player of the Year. Will he get it? That is going to be the question. So we'll see. Uh, you know, I know a lot, a lot of people have been trying to point towards Rudy Gobert because the West leading Minnesota Timberwolves uh, are statistically have one of the best defenses in the NBA and he anchors that defense. So We'll see what happens. Once again, the Lakers do win 125 to 111. Uh, D'Lo is going to get 25 to 28 million a year. Intel, that's what we were talking about during the playback today, that his he's going to go ahead and, at this rate, the way he is playing, he's going to go ahead and, and turn down that final year and look to get three or four years at about, I'm going to say 25. 25 is the number that I would think set 375 or a four for hundred. Somebody's going to sign him to it, whether it's the Lakers, we'll wait and see, but yeah, I think he's going to try and really ask for three for 75 or four for hundred. He just might get it the way he's shooting right now. Darren says the Lakers could have the best defense of LeBron played hard on D uh, Darren. I'm not going to say that. otherwise their backcourt defense though. You got to admit, Austin and D'Lo can really be bad on defense at times. Uh, they played a little bit better on the defensive end as of late. 
Yes, and of course, Vando uh, helping out as well. So yes, that would help indeed. But the Lakers uh, do win 125-111 to 111 tonight. So we'll see what happens tomorrow. Of course, again, the pregame, during the game with Playback.tv on our simulcast, the postgame, and then, of course, topping it all off is what's going to happen here in right now. It's the Lakers nightcap. Lakers nightcap tomorrow at 11. Lakers nightcap right now. So thank you again for joining us. Truly appreciate it. Deviant Flunks. Uh, Deviant Flunks, shout out to you, Deviant. All right. I would, never thought I would say thank you to a deviant, but yes, thank you to a deviant flux indeed. Darren, Intel, great to have you here. But now it's time for you and Joe to have a nightcap. I'll be on there as soon as I can, as soon as I drop this on audio. I'll be over there as soon as I can. But for now, it's Joe Glaffer saying goodbye. And Joe Soros saying hello right here to you at the Lakers Fast Break Podcast. Have a nightcap with Joe. Thanks for watching.